welcome to Motivation Monday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. New week, new goals. We have an amazing uh, show prepared for you this morning. Rise and shine, kings and queens. We have our amazing guest, Cyril White, to God be the glory sports. He wants to share with us his vision, his mission, uh, how he is an activist basically for our community and our young people. And of course, my esteemed co-host, Lady Ashton, say hello to the good people. Hello, so glad to be here and a part of this conversation today. And a conversation it is indeed. I'm so excited to move, to just drive on through, but I want to remind uh, remind the audience that we're doing a giveaway, and it's a $25 gift card for the one that played the repost of the show. So you want to make sure that you share, you share, share, make sure that you uh, tag your friends so that they can share. We want enough people chiming in uh, so that you can also, you know, share your opinion and your questions. We want to be able to be the answer to your questions. Now, moving forward, Surreal White, sir, it is a pleasure and an honor to have you a part of Motivation Monday, sir. You look like sunshine. Sorry, I'm glad to be here, even though Ashley's the one with the yellow top. I'm glad to be here. You like sunshine? No, I'm going to let my light shine. So I'm glad glad to be here. Thank you. See, see, you got it. You got it, man of God. That's what I was talking about. We've got to let our light shine. We've got to let our light shine. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, sir. This is an opportunity for you to uh, share with our community. Um, of course, our, the theme for today is in regards to the village. And of course, I stated it as being a child. Um, is is It takes a community to raise a child, a.k.a. it takes a village. That's all the community resources like the gym, the Y. Um, uh, the parks, all these places in our community where it, it appears that they're being destroyed and they're not being renovated, you know, to create a space for the children to be able to go and be amongst, uh, you know, uh, leaders and mentors. A lot of the, the children, they, they're involved in sports and other different things. And look, for instance, the virtual community right now, I believe that a lack of resources in our community where there's uh, 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 the gym, the parks, the Y, these type resources are not um, available for the children to, to go, you know, because their parents are working, so they have to stay at home alone because of the pandemic. I'm hoping that you're going to shed some light on uh, resources that you are aware of, how you feel that is uh, uh it makes sense, you know, for us as a community to come closer together instead of against each other. I want you to share with us what it is that uh, came, that to God be the glory, sports came to be. We want to know the inspiration, the motivation, the mission, and also the purpose. Thank you. Yes. Um, well, you know, I grew up, just like you said, using a lot of those same resources that you said. I played in the parks all the time. And uh, that's where I really honed a lot of my athletic skills, right? I went to uh, the Y, 
and, and played there and was on the swim team and a part of the you know team community there using the Y. And, and so this was a big part of, of shaping me as a young athlete uh, growing up until, you know, I graduated from high school. I got a, a scholarship uh, for basketball to Texas Lutheran University. And so, you know, I was playing basketball. Athletics was always a big part of me. And so now it, it's since I, I see where athletics have taken me in terms of scholarship in terms of professional opportunity, um, it just kind of, that was the inspiration for To God Be the Glory Sports, was seeing okay. how sports, how sports was able to be a vehicle to to take me, you know, from my community and, you know, put me on a path to independence, you know, to help me be able to establish myself as a man, uh, you know, graduating college and being able to, you know, start a company. All this, all this was, was was happening around sports. So that was my real inspiration in trying to inspire other youth to be able to do the same thing. Okay. Well, how important was it when you were growing up? You know, to have a place to go. You <laughs> know. Um. <laughs> it, you know. I, listen, I, I lived. Um, uh, I, I I could run through this field up to this park in Houston, Cloverland Park. And man, I spent every moment at that park that I could. I mean, I would get home, drop my backpack and run across that field to the park. And you know, uh, now some of the people who live in the neighborhood, if I come back and they see, they always remind me, man, I used to always see you running with that basketball. Man, I remember you used to always have that ball running. But you know that 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 gave me something to focus on. It gave me something to measure my improvement. I mean, it was really a sense of organization, and uh, you know, striving after some goals. So to God be the glory. When I get with these young guys, one of the first things I want to know is what are you trying to do? Like this basketball, this is more than a game for me. It is. This is life. Like you're trying to get a scholarship. Okay, let's sit. Let me sit you down and see where you are. How we may be, how we may be able to help you do that. You're trying to go overseas. Okay, let's see your resume. Let's see who I know. Let's see who was fit for the job opportunities may lie. And you know, just trying to encourage them and edify them, and just build them up to walk, you know, in a godly way, so they can continue to be blessed. But uh, you know, we're not out here just trying to be about a bunch of dribbling. You know, it's got to have a purpose behind it. Wow, that that is really awesome because. Um, one philosophy that my husband and I, we share is, um, like our son, Noah, he is like every sport he plays, he dominates. He's like a freight train on the basketball court. He's eight years old. He does baseball. He does. He just started football, which I was against that. But, uh, one philosophy that we, (laughs) no, I'm not feeling football, (laughs) but we, we have an understanding that, um, although sports are great that the academics are even greater. And so you notice that in this area where football is predominantly the, the um, sport to play here, um, I, I noticed that a lot of parents are more into their kids playing sport than they are their academics. And so as a result, you see a lot of students who, can, who dominate the field, who dominate the basketball court, but when it's time to take a graduation test or graduate, they're not able to do that. Or when it's time to go to college, they flunk out the first quarter. So um, I can really appreciate your program because it's, it's way bigger than sports. 
um, from what I hear. And um, you and the group of men or people you're connected to, it appears that you're also helping them build their character um, and teach them how to grow up to be presentable, honest young men. And that's an awesome thing. So kudos to you. Thank you. You know, I give, I, and I give glory to God. I say this, uh, it's about um, sustainable success. Like I tell them, you know, you want to have some success that comes from this that's sustainable. And you want to be right. able to on what you did with me. That's how I look at the success before with him too. It's like, okay, this young man was here when he started with me. Okay, and then now he ends up here. You know, and, and so, you know, I know I can't control everything. You know, it, it, it even describes that in the parable uh, in the Bible, right, where it talks about the parable of the sower. Some of the seeds fell on fertile soil. Some of them fell upon seeds, and some of them fell amongst the concrete so it's, it's but i'm definitely out there trying to sow those seeds right and and to so the guys have the right information for success right it's definitely the effort to me that counts um you know it, it takes a lot to even put forth an effort when it comes to pouring into the youth and although there may be some who are lost, they'll always remember that seed that you place inside of them. And I can remember being a young oh, sorry. I can remember being a young girl and um I grew up in foster care for seven years of my life. And so I, I had some things that I had to deal with. Um, but I remember going through school and not ever really having one educator um to to ask me what's going on, what's wrong not having one, not having one adult to say, hey, I noticed that, you know, you did this. Is there a reason? Can I help you? And so that village that you're creating um, within your center that you're doing and then all of the other work that you do, like, it's, it's definitely to be praised because it's needed. So what you're seeing right now is a generation of children who have grown up to be young adults who didn't have that village. Because they've torn down our uh, our gyms, they've torn down our basketball courts, they've taken all of the extra stuff out what we would usually um, make our outlet. And so, as a result, you have a lot of young people who are who are undeveloped because they you didn't know, have that. Village. You know, um, as I've grown, and I've been doing to God be the glory since 1997. So this is year 23 for me. Um, as I've wow. grown. I've grown with to God be the glory. Um, I like I said, I the basketball is what brings us together. But okay. you know, I tried to 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 being goal oriented and being focused on something on some other byproduct of basketball. That's always been my approach, and it, it's something to where you know I've had so many guys come. Some guys get it, and for some guys, it's too much. Like. They just, they just, some guys just want to play basketball. Right. They just, they just want to leave it at that. But for me, it's like, it can't be that way. Like, no, right. no, because there's no fruit that's going to be, I don't care if you can jump and slam hard and Michael Jordan and LeBron James put together. If we don't have a strategy around that, we don't have anything we're going to leverage. How are you going to benefit yourself? How are you going to benefit your family? And how are people right. going to be in a better position tomorrow than they are today? Right. You know, that's it. Like, you know, we got to move forward. And, you know, we, there's so many um, 
ways that we can empower young men to 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 just just to be empowered to be leaders in their families and also in the community. Right. That's awesome, Tim. Could you? How how is it that you came to this knowledge? Remember, uh, you yourself used to love to play basketball, so that we stay on the theme of it takes a village. What was your village? How did I come First, my family, you know, my, I was raised by my grandparents. My grandfather was a very um, strong man, and, and he, he really got me into baseball at a young age. Um, when I started playing basketball, I was going to Rice University basketball camps in the summer. That's what really got me just sold on basketball. My, one of my aunts put me in it one summer, and it was just the greatest thing. And uh, I really latched on. I really latched on to one of the assistant coaches at Rice, Coach Willis Wilson, and he's now the head coach at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. But he was the head coach at Rice for like 16 years. So, you know, he really took me under his wing. He was an African-American man on a staff with all, you know, white guys, and he was the head coach. And it's like, man. And I was like 14, I used to go up to his office. He used to sit there and talk to me. I was like, man, this guy's big time, like, the way he thinks underneath, the way he talks, the way he handled himself, it's like, man, this guy is big. You know, so I always wanted to be around Coach Wilson, and um, you know, he, later, later he he hired me. He gave me a job as a student assistant once I got to getting that. So he really let me into the NCAA, which then led to me starting, uh, you know, the NCAA tours, which George Floyd was on. So he was a big part okay. of. My- then I have an uncle in Houston that has a church, you know, Pastor Soft White. And, uh, you know, he, he's always been a great spiritual mentor, supporting me and behind me. Um, so, yeah, you know, again, it, it takes these type of people to make me like like with Coach Wilson. I was like, man, this guy's getting paid a bundle of cash, and he's not shooting a jump shot not one time. And every right. time I see him, he's dressed like this, like, man. But he's staying around the game like he, this is what the game can lead into. So right. when, I, when I see these young guys, I say, man, I know you're doing this right now, but where are you really trying to get this to take you tomorrow? Right. And that's awesome that you plant that seed in their heads because a lot of um, kids, like when they're younger, you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and a lot of them will say, I want to be a professional ball player. I want to be, um, you know, I want to be in the pros because they see them on the TV because they know the money that they make. But um, there's a, a guy who went semi-pro here. His name is Donovan Tate, and he's actually training my son in baseball. And I love the fact that his message is don't allow sports to be your only uh, resolve, your final destination. You know, it's very important to plant those seeds into kids to not only do what they love to do, also have have other goals so that when if you fail at one goal, you don't feel as though you're a failure. So that's awesome. Right. Do you uh, do you recommend volunteering in the community when it comes to the village? You know, do you recommend that the young people volunteer? You know, um, uh, in the community in which they are living in? Definitely, definitely. Um, especially, 
what do they say? The highest, the highest call, the highest call of education is to serve, right? Yeah. Given in the Bible, it says, "To he who much is given." Oh yeah, much, much is required. So, I definitely, you know, that that's always been a part of me. And uh, I mentioned my neighborhood, Cloverland Park, where I grew up. Uh, you know, before I okay, before I to drive. I've always, you know, volunteered and, and given back, and and I and I like to see guys when they do that too, you know, one um one of George Floyd's fruits, one of the fruits of his vine, um, Eddie Barlow, the guy played basketball at San Houston State, he's an all-time assist leader, uh, at least uh, maybe in the top five. Uh, at one point, he was an all-time assist. George Floyd brought him to around. And now this guy is back in Cleon doing motor registration drives. He goes wow. two or three times a month and sign up people, motor registration drives, you know. And, um, you know, that's how the other kids see what they're going to do when they get older. Right. That's awesome. I, You know, um, I'm just curious. Um, how did love become the more dominant emotion that you um, channeled when it came to the center that you're building? Because I'm sure that um, after the tragedy that has taken place with, with uh, your good friend, I'm sure you were angry. I'm sure you were mad. I'm sure you were frustrated and all these other negative emotions. But how did you allow love to be the more dominant emotion to inspire this project? You know, I've always, I've always tried to lead, lead with love. You know, throughout my journey and process with the gospel, Lord, I've always done that, I, and I have this practice that I do. You know, I've always tried to put myself in other people's shoes to play a, an empathetic role. I, I roll, I role play in my mind so that I could try to get the perspective of the other side. I do that all the time, uh, so that I can try to be level-headed in my approach to things. And not so, uh, you know, biased. You know, you all, we're always going to have our own personal bias on stuff, no matter right. what. Right. You know, I make a great attempt to really at least look at things from all sides. So that being said, that being said, gave me the mindset, like, you know, this is what this is what would really, you know, honor George Floyd in a good way to have something that leads with love, something that has um, clear goals, and things right. that. People, you know, something that we can learn from, from, evolve, and just all become better people. Like I say, uh, from tragedy to triumph. Right. Awesome. And a lot of people become victims of tragedy. You know, a lot of people become victims of tragedy and they allow that to dictate their next move. And I think with you having such a great position in your community and being the leader that you are and having your hands in all the different projects that you're doing, I think that um, it's, it's a very honorable thing for you to, I'm sure you recognize at some point that how I react and how I move is going to dictate how the people who see, see me move because you're a leader and they, because, you know, if he roars loud, I'm going to roar loud. But if he decides to take this way, I'm, I'm taking that way. So you, you saved a lot of people because I'm sure that y'all could have burnt down Texas and wherever, you know what I'm saying? It was but going at you know, it's been a lot of protests and, you know, a lot of protests and some of that rioting and looting, rioting and looting. Um, 
said in the beginning that, you know, we got to be results oriented. And as it says in the Bible, it is written. It is written. And it is about what is in writing. And a lot of these right. things that are in writing have to be changed. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know, let, let, let me figure out how I can be, like you said, a calm, a calm but steady voice of reason here. A calm but steady voice of reason. Even so much so being sensitive to the other side that's being so right. heavily criticized, the police department. The police department. Yeah, absolutely. There may not to be the bad guys, but to God be the glory, sports are saying, let's be sensitive to those guys because, hey, a lot of those guys are being trained. Every one of those guys being trained in some of these things that are being executed and carried out in the field. And like I said, it is written. It is written. A lot of these things are in writing. You know, mm -hmm. that knee to the mm -hmm. back of George, that knee to the back of George Floyd's neck that took his life in the manual, it is written that that is okay to do in two different ways, either my, either with my use of my forearm or use of my knee. So these mm -hmm. guys are trained. On, so we need to look mm -hmm. at this from both sides lovingly, and then we can really come to some right conclusions where changes need to be made. With the guy I do some consulting with on real estate development, and he knew that I'd already built another uh, big sports complex in Houston uh, back in 2004. He knew, and he has some land. We're sitting there discussing our project. We're watching it on CNN, all this stuff with George Floyd, and I'm sitting there talking with this gentleman, and we're going. And I just said, "Hey, man, you know what? Listen, I'm looking at all this land in your real estate portfolio here." And, uh, you know, it'd be really good, man. You know, just we got our relationship. I said, man, you need to, you need to sign some of that land over to, to God be the glory sports. Wow. Commit some of that land to me. And then when I speak at the funeral next week, I'm going to say that I'm going to do a center on this property, man. I'm wow. like, and, um, you know, this is a white guy. Good friend of my white guy. I was like, I was like, really, man, I was like, I'm telling you, this would be a great, a great conversation tool for me to really prove to the world, like, it's a lot of good white people out here that really want to get down, and, and every white person just don't get silent when some bad stuff happens to black people. Wow. You know, so we left the table. He called me in two days with his assistant and was like, drop the paperwork, Cheryl, let's get it done. Wow. Talk about you have not because you asked not. That's exactly. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. And so that kind of lit the match with the whole thing. And, um, you know, that, that that's kind of how it came, like, there. Because when I went to that meeting that day, I was not thinking about that. I was thinking about mm. just talking about my project, what we were about to do, this other project, and, uh, you know, the details of it. And we started looking at all the land in Houston, this side, that side. I'm looking at floor on the screen. We kind of have a lot of love for dialogue. It's like, hey, man, wait a minute, man, look. Wow. People, so, know me, people know me that I, they know that I will say, hey, man, wait a minute, look, real fast, <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> wow. That's inspiring, for real. That's, that's powerful. For the people that, for the people that are thinking, because see, you done moved it into another, you transitioned it to where you're like, you're doing the t-shirt, 
and you're doing like gear, right? Um, what is it that you would want people to know so that they stay on task regarding your mission and your purpose for to God be the glory and not really so much about Floyd, about the character of this uh, organization? Because George Floyd was a good guy. He had a good heart. So what is it that you want people to know? You're not in any way trying to defend wrong. Correct. You know, but you're God trying to... Yeah, you know, to God be the glory, because we've been here since 97 and, you know, trying to educate and uplift and inspire young people. And we've been trying to bring out the best in all of our participants, right, and highlight highlight the good things about them and encourage them to work on their flaws. And so, you know, in the case with George Floyd, you know, I tell anybody who wants to speak anything about any of his misdeeds that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. That's my... Right. So that's just it. And there is no condemnation in those who choose faith in Christ. There is no condemnation. Man's man's mm -hmm. condemnation is, is worthless. It means nothing. Um, right. And also to people who say, hey, you know, George Floyd wasn't a hero. George Floyd wasn't an angel. I never said that either. You know, what we're, what we're trying to do is say the people who are the heroes, the people who are the heroes are who are going to rally around the tragedy to grow and learn from it. Know, George Floyd, it just happened to be the victim. He was a victim of mm. a hand attack. It has nothing to do with mm. him being an angel or a hero. He was a victim of a heinous act. And we're going to come together and rally around as heroes around him being a victim. Right. Right. And there there has been so many things that has transpired in his honor. And um, I I pray that this does not come out the wrong way. But, you know, his death brought great purpose, you know? And that may sound crazy, but it's just so many things that were awakened out of his death, you know? And, and we, we never know what God's plan fully is, but there's been so many things that have been birthed because of what happened to him. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful because... Um, we, I have white sisters. I have white close friends. My son probably has more white friends than he does black friends. And right now, I think that there is such a huge um, picture that has been painted that it's a race war that's going on. And, and, and we're mad at the white folks and all the white people did wrong. But I just love your mission. I love what you are doing because it encourages one love. It encourages right. that. Everybody, no matter the color of their skin, red, green, or blue, to just come together and just to be a part of that change, to be trailblazers. And I'm grateful for that because it gives me a little bit more hope when it comes to my children growing up to have their own families as well. So um, I know that the center may be a small thing, but man, the mission and the vision and and everything that is going to going to be birthed out of this center is going to be so powerful. So I'm excited to just be able to sit back and watch. You know, I appreciate it. You know, I'm thinking about what you said about the mission, the mission. You're right. The mission, it goes beyond the walls of just, you know, this, this commemorative construction project, right? It's, it's, it's about what you're saying. How do we achieve that mission? How do we keep the mission in front of us at everything we do? Uh, you know, like like Deborah said, hey, listen, we have been selling gear and to God be the glory products for a long time. You know, I have my own line of to God be the glory basketball shoes 
back in 2003, 2009, that's what really, you know, vaulted us into being able to build, to build my first facility was off of the success of that. So, you know, we've been, we've been involved in a lot of diversified things, but like what you said, diversity and inclusion, it's been a buzzword and a hashtag, but the God Be The Glory has always been about that because that is a model of our real world. And, and that's what I said too with this project. I am demanding diversity. I'm yeah. reaching out to all people. There, there were people from all races and walks of life that stood up for this George Floyd tragedy, yeah. right? I do not want what I'm doing with George Floyd's memorial to become a group of African-American people together screaming and chanting about. We, we, we all know what the problem is amongst us. The solution is that we can get everybody together on the same page. That is what this is about. That's an awesome so call. Is that your message? Is that your message to the skeptics? Is that your message to the people that uh, that doubt that you're genuine about this movement? This is something you you've always been doing. This Man, they, attitude like, is added to this. Am I right about it? It's like your I'm message so happy to is get even it. louder I'm now.
It ain't gonna matter about how many degrees you have, about how far you done travel. It's gonna what's gonna be important is about your work. And um, you know, that's that's just powerful to me. And I think other people need to see that. They need to hear that. Who cares if, if some people are, are uh, spectators and they don't think that the the motives are pure? Who cares about that? Because at the end of the day, when you stand for what's right instead of what's wrong, it don't matter if George Floyd would have been white, green, or blue, the, the vision would have been, still been the same. Of course. And, and you know, I, again, I want to go back to the purpose and mission of it all. It's just to really grow and evolve and learn from the tragedy itself. And uh, there are some things on both sides of that tragedy, on both sides of it, takeaways that we really need to learn and grow from. I think one of the biggest issues, though, is just this overall climate of distrust between citizen and law enforcement. And, uh, you know, we spoke on our other on our other show, and we talked about the, the two that the are trained to think two things if the guy has their hands on the wheel or the hands up you know there are two immediate thoughts that they're that and that's and neither of those work in the favor of the citizen that you're supposed to protect and serve so you know it's just like you create a syllabus for a college course for the fall and the spring this type of programming is going to require some meticulous thought the type of programs that we put into this place and the type of people that we bring in to be sure that they're administered the right way. So this is what I'm thinking in our planning, even outside of the construction. So we got the construction, which is one part, which to me is the easy part, to me. We already built this. That's the hard part is this curriculum and getting these specific programs in place, right, to, to, to bring about the change and just change the climate, change the psychology. Right. That's awesome. And it is important. It is important that this conversation is had. It is important that you take advantage of every opportunity to shout it from the rooftop what your message is. When it comes to even pitching to the community, because that they are part of the village. I'm talking about the business community. See, you being the only one that's doing what you're doing, that's not enough. You know, so it's important for you to always address the thoughts of that person that's not thinking that you are doing something just or that you're not, that you're doing something that's selfish. You know what I'm saying? It's important that you always ask the question of the people that's wondering what, what your motives are. So what is your pitch to the, the community of other active, uh, activists or advocates that are, you know, have a heart to to work in the community and reach out to the uh, at-risk children, you know, because they need they need you. They need a lot of you. So you what know, is your pitch to those to those to those people that that have the dream, that have the that they have the mindset. They don't know where to start. They don't don't know what to do. They don't know who to talk to. But they want to help. What is your advice to them? You know, th thank you. That's a great question for me. And, uh, you know, now, like I said, after being at this for 23 years, right, we've learned a lot and grown a lot and, you know, developed a lot of resources and know what, a lot of what to do and what what to do and what not to do. And we, we do want these types of people to reach out to us, people that, you know, they may not know where to get started or they may need a little bit of help. You know, this is something now where if that's something that I have to do, 
give and advice or give a little bit of, you know, uh, con constructive organization to somebody so they can carry the mission. Now, I've already been trying to, like you said, develop how we're going to implement this in a satellite form, right? Yeah. Because this building yeah. is going to be where it's piloted and implemented initially, but this type of curriculum and stuff we're coming up with, this is what's going to be a part of the change nationwide. This stuff is happening all over the country. So I would encourage people to contact us to God be the glory. You know, we got tgbtgsports.com. You know, you can reach out there. Okay. You can reach out at the George Floyd Unity Through Sports Center org. Like both, both are working websites and both are good ways to get in contact and share your ideas. We open to talk with you and figure out how we can help.
that's involved over there. So I'm going to be sending guys over to Africa to play in that league. It's going to be in 12 countries over there. So I'm wow. really excited about that. That's awesome. So that's the, be that's the, the best of all portion of it, right? That's what I'm saying. Guys come. Okay. And they're like, that's going to be your life. Put your life in my hand. Hey, Steve White, what you got for me? Well, go to this basketball league in Africa. They have it in the draft. Go to AfricaHoops.net and register. Okay, the guy register. He gets drafted. We got him a contract. His life has changed. Right? So that's how I look at it. We got to see some measurable results so people can be like, oh, yeah, Steve White, man, I went to China with him. I did this with him. Oh, I made this. You know, because if we're not doing no business, man, we ain't doing nothing. God, no. Right. Powerful. So what is the qualifications of individuals that are that connect with to God be the glory sports to be able to travel abroad? You know, you got to be able to hoop like if we want to play in China and stuff. They got to have a pretty uh, strong basketball background, high level skill. And most of the guys that I go to China with are ex NBA players or extremely high level NBA players. Uh, you know, China is the second highest paying league world to the NBA now. So you're trying to get into China, they just, you know, it's pretty much when guys get cut from the NBA, looking to go to China. So, but as far as coming from, um, you know, same thing from high school to college, you know, uh, it, it's so, it's, it's what, 330 division one college. And so it's what, I think it's uh, maybe 1500 division one, division two and junior colleges that can offer scholarships to kids. So we're always looking at profiles and, you know, I got a database of coaches and know who's looking for what. And, you know, we just we just match make, try to put the kids in the right place. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I was asking. Uh, Lady Ashley, anything you want to add to to that? Because I know you got a you got a mean machine that y'all bringing up in the sports. Yeah, he's eight. Yeah. He's eight. Is all out there, you know. I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening. I'm eight, eight. Okay, I got a right pick. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Look, I see. I was see. I was trying not to, you know, because I know we doing this, you know, this live. But you know, um, Noah has already expressed that he wants to go pro in baseball. Oh um, wow! Yeah. But when I tell you that he dominates every, I don't even know if he's better in basketball or baseball because he's so good in both. And this is his first God. year doing football, and he's already starting, you know. So I just wanna, I want to to continue to build the villages up that already surrounds him, and I want to expose him to some things because you know, small. This is a small town that we live in, and so it would be an awesome thing to connect him and show him the world and the different possibilities. I got one for you, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the connection to you, a guy that I. China and helped him get his basketball career started. He got drafted into uh, Major League Baseball also. He played for the California Angels. And uh, he also he was a very good basketball player. He played at Dillard University in New Orleans. Really good. So he was a good two-sport athlete. He was kind of like your son. He was playing in the pros baseball, but he wanted to hoop in the pros. So wow. China, and he ended up starting to get some jobs overseas, you know. Right now, guess what he does? He has a baseball academy. No he way. Own, he has his own baseball academy. He has a good relationship with the Astros here and stuff. 
keep your great guy to talk to your son because he was a great two-sport athlete, you know, basically went pro in both sports, actually, you know, overseas pro for basketball. Yeah. Wow, yeah, we definitely need to make that connection. And that see, that's why I love student-athlete-to-boys sports because you're not limited to just Texas. Like, this thing could be a nationwide thing. And China, I mean, I'm excited just to see where and how much this program is going to grow. I'm excited for that connect, too, so I appreciate that. No doubt. That's what it's all about, huh, Coach? Coach Dan? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Networking is everything. Um, I do want to know, this is very important because of the um, the place that we're in right now. It's a virtual community. Everybody's not so ant- uh Everybody's not so bold about being around people. So, with your to God be the glory uh, institution, which I, I'm so grateful for as well, have you set in place a virtual uh, community? You know, have you made access, access uh, uh, virtual access to to the uh, people that are uh, uh, coming to be a part of your organization? Well, you know, we conduct, you know, conduct most of our meetings on Zoom nowadays, right? So everything's being handled over Zoom. Uh, and as far as people coming to the organization, you know, people just generally are call or send an email. Um, and, you know, dealing with coaches is pretty much the same thing. Virtual calls, Zooms, uh, you know, sending out guys video clips and things like that. The only thing that you pretty much can't do virtually is actually get in the gym with the guy and train, you know, so this mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, to God be the glory is also, uh, we, we, uh, own a, a piece of an app called evolve evolve sports training app. And we have about 350,000 global users with evolve. So wow. it's, it's a, it's a basketball awesome. training app. It has all kinds of, uh, drills on there. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a group of young guys out of Atlanta. Actually, they're based in Lawrenceville. And I've been working with them for a couple of years. I'm their director of Asian development to, you know, push it out on that continent. But it's really had a big uptick since COVID. Evolve basketball training app. I do want to ask you something before we close out. I recall you mentioned that um, you had the virtual um what was it? You was going to be doing something virtual with your organization. You remember we talked about early on, uh, you mentioned that you were going to be, was, did you mention that you were going to be offering some type of virtual uh, assessments or classes or something with your new oh. center? Uh, no, no. Was I, I, was, did I miss? We may, we may have been talking Did I misread you? We may have been talking about the, the Africa draft because of COVID. That that's what I do. That's the virtual activity that I know that we're involved with. So, you know, because uh, you know, the NBA draft is normally in June and they pushed it back because of COVID, right? And so they oh, normally, fly, okay. normally fly in players to, to work them out. But with this okay. basketball thing they're going to do it virtually. So the players have to do a virtual upload of the workout because they can't fly them and assemble them in to do these individual evaluations. But maybe it was that. So and, this uh, is only sports. To God be the glory is a sports, in this, is a sports initiative. 
right? It's not education. It's all sports. No, like I was saying about the, the George, you know, like with the George mm-hmm. Floyd project, when I was describing those programs and those type of educational initiatives, yes, but I didn't okay. make it about any of those things are being offered virtually yet, you know. Um, okay. a, lot of, a lot of these things are going to be implemented once that once the center is completed. And, you know, hopefully by the time that construction is done, you know, people be able to to gather. But, you know, now that you're mentioning it, that, that really may not be a bad idea as far as, uh, you know, to start to get people together. But, you know, we, we all know that Zooms and, and virtual meetings, they're, they're effective, but it's nothing as personal as Very being effective. with somebody, right? It, you got to be in a room with nothing somebody. Nothing, because people and need to stuff now. Yeah, we, you know, what, what we're trying to do with the, the law enforcement and everyday citizens and people that not feeling scared. Mm-hmm. And so we need to get y'all together to look out of our shake hands. So right. give hugs, give right. hugs, yeah. Well, we're gonna get ready to close it down, but before we do, I want a Lady Ashley to, um, to just share with the people that are listening this morning, you know, the importance of the village. Uh, just give them something to think about because a lot of people are antsy. You know, they six feet apart, don't want to really be, you know, around people. But sex is a love language, and um, uh, the village a lot of times don't actually require you to put your hands on anybody. You can make a phone call, you can FaceTime. You know, we can use take advantage of the virtual, like you stated. But it's still village oriented. You know, we can still make some things work by doing it that way. So if you can just um, Speak on that a little bit. We're going to get ready to close out. Right. So um, I just want to encourage everybody who is listening um, to get back to the basics. You know, it, it, it used to not be an um, unfamiliar thing to have a village around you um, to help raise your children. Nowadays, people, they get very offended when someone outside of the their inner circle tries to do anything concerning their children. But I want people to become more aware of the importance of the village. And honestly, um, because the village is missing, we're seeing a lot of the result of the missing village and these children today. Um, And there are a lot of kids out there who are being raised by their grandparents, and there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I'm 34. I'll be 35 next month, and, like, my kids wear me out. And so I can only imagine the limitations that an older parent or grandparent may have when it comes to raising children. So I say all of that to bring it in to say, you know, I encourage people who have different gifts and purposes placed inside of them to activate them and to start being a part of a village. When you see something wrong and you have the pop, you have the, um, you can change whatever it is that's going wrong or you can make that, that situation better, I encourage you to do so. It's no longer about just us. Um, at the end of the day, we all have a, a personal responsibility to to do more or to be greater than ourselves. So I just want to encourage everybody to find the beauty in the basics, and that's just rebuilding your village. So if you don't have one, I encourage you to start trying to rebuild it. Identify those people who you know who will be a, a part of your village and will be effective when it comes to raising your children or just being a good neighbor and doing what needs to be done. So I challenge you to be a part of the change, and I challenge you to um, do what others won't do and be the change that's needed. I need for you to sum up, just summarize the Kadat be the glory 
if I were to to uh, entice the listeners to 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 give to support this movement because this is a movement. What you're doing, sir, is a movement. And Ashley, she said it really, really, really well when she said how tragic it is sometimes can be that very thing that activates what you know. Not in those words, but she—that's exactly what it, what I perceive her saying that tragedy sure. can activate the movement. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I appreciate because that. you were already you were already doing it. You were already doing it, but look now, it's like you've been catapulted. That's right. Catapulted. That's that is a great, great uh, word to describe it. You know, I do uh, encourage people to go to tgbtgsports.com, just like on my shirt, tgbtgsports.com, and you can go there. You can donate to what we're doing, and uh, you know, I think it'd be great if you just went to the website and bought a George Floyd shirt. You know, you can support it and have something tangible. You know, we have the George Floyd team shirts on the site. I think that's a great way to support what we're doing. Um, also, you can just get on the mailing list. Just just contact us on the website because we're going to do a brick and tile fundraiser where people can actually purchase a brick with their name on it or their company's name on it or a piece of tile uh, just to, to commemorate their donation to the center. So, uh, you know, the T-shirts right now is just a great way, great conversation piece. When you're wearing a George Floyd shirt, you can talk about that side of him, the, the, the scholarship athlete, you know, the aspiring pro. And also, you know, the, the brick and the brick tile, those are also going to be great. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. And this is the movement. Get behind it. And, you, and everybody's welcome. All inclusive. We welcome you. Thank you so much, uh, Cyril, for being our guest today. It has been educational it has been inspiring for me to continue in doing and being a part of all the good that i'm introduced to because it takes a village with what you are actually doing you need individuals you need people in on what you're doing we are the village and i speak to those that are like well you know in their mind thinking well i don't i don't care to support uh, uh anything that justifying the actions of someone that possibly did something wrong, I would I would talk to you today and remind you that he without sin cast the first stone. You Amen. think about the message, the message is love. It's not about the act of that individual. That person is a human being. He was loved by people that love him. And I what if it was your brother? What if it was your daddy? What if it was your uncle? What right. if it was your family member? You would think totally different. So it's very important for us to recognize I'm understanding that this uh, organization, to God be the glory, forth as a meaning of love, love without condition. Because it doesn't matter. It does not matter what was done. This is moving in a place of love. This is an action of love. My quote for you today is don't judge each day by the harvest you reap but by the seeds that you plant. And that's by Robert Louis Stevenson. So I would admonish you to plant a seed of love today and support to God be the glory sport because you reap what you sow. Also, the theme today was right on point. When you say, raising a child well is a communal effort. It's a communal effort. And AKA, it takes a village. 
Thank you again for tuning in to Motivation Monday, New Week, New Goals. 